0: let's get started here is your host vincenzo toscano
1: hello guys welcome to another episode of the commerce lab by ecomsy the place of everything related to e-commerce and amazon my name is vincenzo toscano founder and ceo of ecomsy and today we bring you a very special guest his name is jordan west and he's actually the ceo of mindful marketing and the host of Secret of Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand Podcast. So the reason why I wanted to bring you Jordan today is because he has so many magic tricks in terms of advertising outside of Amazon, which is actually we were discussing before uh, recording the podcast that, guys, there is a world outside of Amazon. So don't think e-commerce is all about Amazon, right? So that's why I think today's topic will be very interesting. We're going to be talking about how you can scale your brand outside of Amazon. Uh, yeah can't wait so jordan welcome to the show how are you doing today
2: i'm good i'm good yeah, it's, it's so interesting like thinking about like oh yeah there's a world off of amazon because all of the stuff that we've been talking about with the brands that you know that we work with at our agency um and uh and on our podcast is hey guys there's also amazon remember of like oh hey you know you have a strong brand go on amazon right like it's 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 you know where it's so much stuff takes place, right? So um, I am a I am a huge believer in building a brand off of Amazon, but yeah. also using Amazon as a sales channel. Um, yeah. I I really truly believe that there's there's some incredible synergy that can happen when it comes to both of those.
1: Yeah, yeah, can't wait definitely to discuss those things. I think. Uh, sometimes amazon sellers get into this tunnel vision thing that the only thing they can do to grow is ppc in amazon that's it so it will be yeah. interesting to see how we can bring some of your tricks here and help expand outside of amazon right however before we jump into that topic which is very interesting for sure i want to give you a few minutes to so you can introduce yourself i know you have a very interesting story how you jump into the commerce uh, your businesses and uh, we can go from there yeah yeah,
2: that sounds great. So um, I started in business when I was, I think I was 22 or 23. I should really get the number down uh, right. But uh, I was a paramedic at the time. And um, I saw—I was looking through Craigslist, looking through some postings, and I saw a restaurant for sale. So it was a chain. It was a chain restaurant that I knew. Um, okay. And there was three of them for sale. And I'm like, oh, what's going on here? Like, why are all these for sale? And so I looked into it and their parent company was going through bankruptcy. And I thought, you know what? what's the worst case scenario? Like maybe I'll buy one of these, it was only $30,000. And I knew to like start a new one, it wow. was about three, 300,000. And so, you know, 23 years old, I, I kind of scraped together everything I had. I took out <laughs> a line of credit, just fully yeah. like to to test this out, right? And so I bought I bought the business and day one, um, we're, we're waiting there, you know, I had all the previous numbers. And so day one, you know, 11 o'clock rolls around and the, you know, store opens and no one's there. And then 12 o'clock, yeah. no one's there. And then one o'clock, my parents roll in and I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> like, this, this is bad. This is really yeah. bad. And so we actually ended up throughout that time um, more than tripling the sales in the five wow. years we were there. Um, and that's really where I started to cut my teeth in marketing. right? And mm-hmm. getting people into a restaurant is a heck of a lot harder than getting mm-hmm. people to a store
1: it is i know it is
2: really hard to get people to come in and then continue to come in right because one little thing you know one thing's wrong with their burrito and they're like i'm out i'm not going that's back it. to that place," right because there's so many different places to go yeah uh, so so
1: that's funny that actually actually sorry for interrupting it's funny that you bring this to the table because we always hear this complaint in the commerce space that they say oh this you need so much money for advertising it's so difficult and everything but guys it's nothing you can't compare that to opening a physical location opening a restaurant it's so much easier but people can't understand that but yeah sorry continue just wanted to make that point yeah
2: yeah 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 exactly so throughout all that time we ended up uh you know 23 years old five years went through that didn't really make any money in fact probably lost between 100 and 150 thousand. um you guys can tell i'm not like a details-oriented person, I just kind of ballpark, you know, somewhere That's in there.
1: <laughs> That's fine, no <don't>
2: <laughs> Um, So, th- throughout all of that, um, my my wife and I had our first child, and she was a fashion mm. designer, and she decided to start making some um, leggings for our kids because mm. or for for our first daughter, because she couldn't find leggings that would actually fit over top of cloth diapers. Yes, we were trying cloth diapers at the time. That was,
1: Interesting. That was
2: the worst decision, maybe the best and the worst decision because we came up with these leggings that actually fit over top of cloth diapers because it was a huge issue that people were were, were trying to solve. And sure. so, so we made sure that there was that extra diaper room and we went to some, some markets and sold them there. We generally sell out every time and, and it was awesome. We're like, wow, this is great. And then we had the, our first phone call from a store about three hours away from us and they made a $500 uh, purchase order. And we were like, whoa, whoa this is incredible. This is incredible. Um, and that was kind of the birth of the company. And since then, we're now sort of mid-seven figures. Uh, we're actually doing our first f- fundraise right now with that company. We've never done wow. that before. Which Congrats really, on
1: that. Yeah, Yeah.
2: Nice. thanks. It's it's four brands now. Um, since then, we've purchased. Uh, we've, got, we've got a lot of different things going on, a lot of different companies now. So we've got some companies down in the States as well. Um, really, my main job now is just kind of managing our leadership teams uh, and then having a vision on, on what to yeah, do. Also throughout all of that, uh, my wife and I realized that it wasn't awesome working day to day together all the time. And I was really good on the marketing side. So I was like, oh, ah, maybe just go do some marketing consulting with people. And so mm. that sort of snowballed into an agency where yeah. we, we now serve uh, generally sort of seven figure, seven to mm. eight figure kind of clients With everything off of Amazon, so I was actually formerly Mindful Marketing. We ran into a bit of legal trouble with our name, so we're actually now Upgrowth. Yes, we're now Upgrowth Commerce. Um, So if you guys search, so again, anything off Amazon, we're you know really strategically focused. We hire literally the best people in the space right now. Um, to, to to run uh, at our agency and for our brands. So our agency helps out with the brands as well. And yeah. um, it is phenomenal. There's so many times that I, I go into the room with them and I'm like, man, you guys are so much smarter than me. Um, <laughs> and
1: incredible. I think that's the best thing you can do. I mean, I think the best thing if, to grow in a business, you should always uh, hire people that are smarter than you. You shouldn't be uh, the smartest guy in the room for sure. Yes,
2: yeah. yes totally. If, if so, then you're in the wrong room, right? I love when yeah. I have those conversations with people and I'm like, man, you're just at a different level than me. Thank you, like this is incredible.
1: Yeah, Yeah, 100%, that's awesome. Thank you very much for for sharing that journey. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's great to see how you've been transitioning through so many different areas during your life. So, but definitely it's very similar to me how you landed into the NGC space. It was similar to me, I have my own brand and everything. And I did the same, oh, maybe there is a need for services. Oh, let's do an agency. And they went from there, it's great. So awesome. So I think now let's start transitioning into today's topic, which is how we grow a brand outside of Amazon. I know every single time we touch this topic in the Amazon space, everybody say, no, Amazon is the place to be, Amazon is the place to be. They don't want to listen to you, they they get crazy, they start crying. But the reality is I know there's so much potential outside of Amazon. It's just that people don't want to put the work, right? That's the reality. So that's why I think I would like to touch today is we can start with the benefits, right? Why somebody should start diversifying outside of Amazon? Because we know there are risks involved. We know that realistically, you don't own your business. So let's start touching on that. And what is your point of view in there? Yeah.
2: Absolutely. So before we get into that, what I want to to sort of preface this with and give a bit of a foundational uh, idea here is that I think the problem generally with amazon sellers and guys i know most of you on here are amazon sellers listening to this is that you think that a product is a brand a product (laughs) is not a brand a brand is a brand a brand can make whatever it wants because it's a brand right Mm -hmm. what does nike make uh, everything everything (laughs) everything. but they serve a certain core customer right they serve a certain core purpose that is the difference between a brand and a product brand right so mm-hmm. most yeah. most brands that are on amazon are just products that's that they yeah. have good branding for right yeah. so that's why i think that it's very difficult when people start to try to make that that switch from amazon which is product-based over into the brand world, right? Because the brand world, you're you have to care about so many more things mm. on the brand side, right? With growing, it's not just a matter of and and it was a couple of years ago with Facebook, right? Before iOS fourteen point five, really yeah. you could go in with a product,
1: you know, track anything basically, yeah,
2: yeah, totally. Throw it in the Facebook slot machine and you're and you're golden, right? That is mm. not the case anymore, guys. Now with performance max, performance max, in my opinion, on Google is the new slot machine. Um, yeah. It is the most phenomenal advertising system I have ever seen in my life. Um, I was uh, lucky enough to get to talk to Qasem Aslam last week, who is the expert. Uh, yeah, he awesome. runs the Perpetual Traffic Podcast uh, with Digital Marketer and just like, just an incredible mind when it comes to Performance Max. And like, guys, it's Facebook times 10 of wow. pre-IOS 14.5. I I can't even, uh, yeah, I could go off about it, <laughs> I, I won't because I, I really want you guys to get this sort of foundational idea. Yeah. that that brand is so, so important, right? So what does that exactly mean? Like, What it means is actually knowing your customer, not the customer that just buys from you on Amazon, because that actually might be different, right? They may, may actually be trying to solve a different problem yeah. than, than your customer off of Amazon, right? Your customer off of Amazon may actually just be following you because they love your style and your brand and what mm-hmm. you stand for. so. There's so many things to think about when it comes to building a brand off of Amazon, but then there's the incredible opportunities that happen off of Amazon, right? Like retail partnerships, where you can get a $3 million purchase order just like that and and blow up your brand that way. That's the difference, right? That's the big difference that I find between Amazon sellers and brands off of Amazon that then come over to Amazon. And yeah, some of them struggle, but a lot of them do incredibly well when they just move over
1: yeah i totally agree with you i think it's very difficult to make the jump but once you do it and you do it successful which i have seen a few brands doing you can definitely blow up because if you're already doing well on amazon that means your pro is already uh, basically fulfilling a need it's just a matter of now creating a community outside of amazon and bringing the, yes. the, brand to the next level right so i think now my next question is just actually around that specific thing, community. I, I'm pretty sure that if you want to grow outside of Amazon, it's all about community. It's all about bringing that loyal fans that are gonna share your product, they're gonna tell your yeah. friends, they're gonna tell their family members, everything. And I think that's the tricky part, right? So I would like to get your taking here in, in terms of what usually would your advise for a brand that is very strong on Amazon? They already have an amazing product, um, but they have no presence outside of Amazon. What should be the first few steps or at least tips you think would be useful for them?
2: Yeah, totally. So community is right, right? Like, and community—it's—it's it's the huge buzzword in twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two. Yet, I don't really see brands doing it. I don't see brands doing it and doing it correctly or doing it well. Lots of times, it's just an afterthought. It's like, oh, we're gonna build community. Yeah. So if it what happens. I hear, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, Oh, it just kind of naturally happens. So I'll ask people, like, oh, so what? What is your community? Oh, it's my email list. No, <laughs> yeah. no, A- anything that is one to many is not a community. Your SMS right. list is not a community. One-to-many right. is not community at all, right? Mm. Um, what What community is, the, the magic of community is when you are no longer the speaker as the brand, when your people are the ones that are speaking between each other, right? When your community is the one that is actually doing the advertising for you. So, yeah. Examples of community would, uh, examples of places where people would build these communities would be Facebook groups still. I still think that it's a great place to build a community. Um, Slack, great place to build a community, uh, depending on, on your user base, if they're used to Slack or not. Um, uh, also uh, Discord is another great place to build a community. But what is this community like even about, right? So mm-hmm. um, so if you're a brand and people already know you as a brand, you potentially can build a community. Two of our, our the brands that we own, Actually, have their own communities just built around the brands themselves. People love the brands so much. Um, now, not every Amazon seller is going to be able to do that, right? Yeah. Especially that's if they, the thing. Have, if, yeah. So if they have a product that's met a mm-hmm. need, you then need to reverse engineer and find out who your avatar is, right? Who mm-hmm. is the perfect person here, and how can I serve them, right? How how can I build a community that they actually want to be a part of, and isn't just another Facebook group that actually serves them, and they're able to interact with other customers. And then as the halo effect, we're actually going to get business from that. Um, that is the that is the key, right? Is finding out yeah. what that is and what that problem is that you can solve to build the community around. Um, yeah. th- and, th- and that's 100%. gonna be different for every single brand out there, right? Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think 100% with you on this and I think just, just last point ar- around that it, it depends on the brand as, as well. I think it's also important to bring to the table the point that realistically most uh, products right now on Amazon, they are not ready to to make the jump, right? I think it's, it, it needs to be very strategic and you need to how to do it properly because I have seen also this mistake happening a lot that they are very young product in Amazon. They haven't still built a real brand awareness in Amazons, even, and they try to diversify their budget to thin, doing also Facebook, Google, their own website, and then nothing works, right? So yeah. I think to to clarify this point is, usually for the clients you have worked, which I'm pretty sure maybe you have some that have done that jump from Amazon, outside of Amazon, when do you think, eh, what are some of the facts or points they, they should start seeing on their business that you say, you know what, I just start jumping outside of Amazon? yeah
2: yeah totally so so first of all if you're just a single product centric brand uh or or company it's not time to jump off of amazon it's not time to move over um if you have you know hundreds of reviews right on your on your products and people are absolutely loving your products um, uh, on amazon yeah maybe it's potentially time to 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 test the waters right um maybe it's time to test the waters first with another sales channel Right. Mm. Maybe it's not, maybe it's not just moving straight to direct consumer. Right? right. Maybe it's time to, to, to go into wholesale.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, maybe that's, maybe that's the jump. Right. I don't think that it's necessarily just a jump straight from Amazon into direct to consumer because right. it's so different, right? People who are searching on Google are not nearly as likely to convert <laughs> yeah, to somebody searching on Amazon. It's just I like, know. they're just looking for a product now, what you can expect when you, when you create a direct consumer brand is way, way higher average order value, right? Mm. People are going to be buying multiple products, especially like so in apparel, right? Um, on Amazon, yeah. generally they're buying one product, right? Yeah. They're buying one product, awesome, our margins are pretty low on one product. But yeah. as, we, as we scale that up, it's absolutely incredible, right? And so, you know, all of our companies, one company in particular, our average order value is $130. Well, that's incredible. I can I can afford to spend a lot of money on marketing to get that hundred and thirty dollars. So that's some of the, the those are some of the benefits that you get when you move over um, to be a product centric brand. Now, the way that I would start if I was first on Amazon yeah. is I would set up a simple Shopify site, um, mm-hmm. and then I would start just running Google. So I'd run, start running mm-hmm. Google Performance Max the entire time. i try and get as much data into Performance Max as I could. And that would be the place that I would start rather than, you know, the old way was build an Instagram page, uh, you know, build a Facebook page. Well, first it was build a Facebook page and the following, then build Instagram and then, you know, whatever else Yeah. Um, from that point. That is not the way to do it anymore. That <laughs> yeah. is not the way to build, to build a brand anymore. I would first start with actually getting sales through Google.
1: That's right. Um,
2: and then, and then sure, set up your social, your, your social platforms. That's, that's yeah. awesome. Uh, TikTok for sure. Um, yeah. You know, start, start on TikTok, but it's, it's just, there's no real simple answer when it comes to this. Yeah, thing. it's
1: difficult for sure. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. I also think that you mentioned something interesting, which is the expectations, right? I think Amazon sellers have also the issue that as soon as they launch a product, they want to steal, they want to see says they want because the ppc give themselves conversion usually on amazon much higher than google as you mentioned so i think one big mistake when people also do the jump which maybe you can touch on this is that the thing they're going to turn on google ads and they're going to get the same amount of return on the advertising that amazon and realistically at the beginning it's not like that right
2: exactly so this is this is the way that i like to picture it right is amazon is the short game right amazon is Awesome for the short game. Um and and incredible. I mean, guys, there's there's businesses that we look at that are doing you know 10 to 20 million dollars a year on Amazon and awesome. That's yeah. incredible. The problem is tomorrow that can be gone, right? Amazon yeah. could create an Amazon One basic lake. version. Yeah, <laughs> That's it. and you're you're gone. You don't own any of that, right? You are at the whim of whatever the CEO's name is now, not Jeff Bezos, yeah. whatever his name is. Yeah, um, Andy something. Um, yeah. you are you are at their whim any point, right? Um, That's why I build brands off of Amazon and use Amazon as a sales channel, right? That's, that's the reason why I make sure that the brand is super big and built off of Amazon, because I know that even when iOS 14.5 happened, which maybe lots of you don't realize how, you know, what that did to us (laughs) off of Amazon.
1: A lot lot of issues. (laughs) Oh
2: my gosh. I mean, it... It For a while there, like quadrupled, you know, people were saying like a 30% rise in customer acquisition costs. No, 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 no. It was like Mm. a quadrupling of, Mm. of customer acquisition costs. People don't realize how brutal it was. Now, the good news is, is that we've actually solved that now, right? Mm. All of that is, is, is almost back to normal with some of the different channels and some of the different measurement tools out there. But it was, it was incredibly hard for a lot of us. And that's probably why you've seen so many of us hop onto Amazon as another channel.
1: Yeah, totally agree with you. Yeah, it, w- it was amazing. I remember people were so scared with what was going to be the future after that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but nice. So I think now I want to start jumping into another very interesting topic, which I know you have a lot of experience and it's something actually I haven't heard before. And I think a lot of people are going to find interested, which is doing gated launches, right? So I have maybe an idea how it works, but realistically it's also something new for me. So it would be nice to you can explain it and what are the benefits of doing uh, launches uh, with that methodology. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, totally. So before we do that, I'm going to actually look at my phone right now because we at one of our brands are doing a gated launch uh, right now and we're an hour into it and we are at $27,000 in sales. Wow so <laughs> that's it <works>. very nice <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so i could show I, I guess i could show you on the screen here but um yeah yeah, fine, so two, no. so twi- yeah, yeah yeah hopefully it's so <laughs> yes. yeah so dollars of sales in the first hour so uh obviously um this is something that actually works guys um it's it's an incredible um, uh, it's just an incredible strategy that we've been using for the past few years. Um, so the whole idea is that you, uh, I'll, I'll, work backwards here. So first of all, you have to have a community to be able to do this, right? Yeah. Um, sure. you have to have, yeah, you have to have people who actually love your brand and want to bang down the door to purchase your items, right? That is, yeah. that is the very first step of all of this is that you need to have a brand that people absolutely love. Okay. So if you don't have that, don't, don't do a gated launch. Yeah. <laughs> so once you create create this this community, the whole idea is trying to give your VIP members uh, some kind of perk that is not a discount, right? Mm. So what we like to do is we like to do early access to certain drops. Um, So today was actually early access for a sale. And so so with the sale uh, uh, this morning, we gave one hour early access to our VIPs. So our VIPs are anybody who's in our VIP group, right? And so that's where the community comes in and anybody who's on our SMS list. So the reason why I include the SMS list on there is that we don't send out a lot of notifications on there. We really do try and treat it like a VIP channel. We try not okay. to send out too much. And so, yeah. um, so during gated launches, we give them the password. So we actually have the entire website password protected, right? Wow. So when okay. people actually go to the website, nobody can enter except people who know the password. Mm. And then we give our community the password. So the great thing is, is our conversion rate during this time just absolutely skyrockets, because people are able to go on to um, uh put in a password, which is a little micro commitment, right? That password yeah. is like, Okay, now I'm in, I really want to buy. Wanna yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> and then and then there's this fear of missing out of being on the website and being like, Oh, my gosh, okay, do I have, you know, uh, am I gonna be able to check out? Oh, is this gonna I stay see. in my car? So you get all of these sales throughout um, this time and it's continued to work so we had one gated launch uh this was i believe this was last year we're in the first 24 hours we did 250 thousand dollars of sales wow wow um, the first two hours alone was a hundred thousand and that was for a new product launch so no discounts no ads no nothing um just, wow. just That's crazy <laughs> yeah and, and and
1: this thing just understands so people can understand how these launches work you do it once a a new product goes out or is this something you will do periodically on on the brand cycle? How usually you structure that?
2: Yeah, so I like to use it for new product launches for sure. right? Especially if we have a a small amount of product, we'll first launch to our VIP group. Um, And then we'll also do it for big sales as well. And so Mm -hmm. that gives them the chance to be able to shop before anybody else.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, and and I bet this definitely builds this uh, culture basically behavior building within your community that they know that the only way they can get specific products is to be part of the community that makes the community bigger and then it's a snowball effect that goes from there right
2: totally and then they all talk to each other right and tell each other how much they love our brand and we don't have to do any of that advertising for them right and then we use their (laughs) the you know the tens of thousands of 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 people and we've you know, in the past, I don't know how many years it was, we've had a hundred thousand purchases, right? Like it's a lot of customers and a lot of customer data. And so we use what they tell us as a, in our marketing language, right? There's three I things see. that people that with this particular brand, three things that people tell us all the time. It's it's quality, it's soft, um, and it's made in Canada. People love, those are the three things they just consistently talk about. And so I we, see. Use, we use that in our, our marketing language and it works.
1: Yeah. Very nice, very nice. And and it's very, it's also great that you you you're touching on SMS, right? So this is something I feel is so powerful and so many people is not using, especially outside of Amazon. So can you can you briefly also touch on some of the strategies how a brand outside of Amazon will use that and if you actually find it more beneficial that using email marketing nowadays? Totally. So
2: I actually picture email marketing and SMS completely different, right? They're two okay. they're two totally different things. SMS is not going to take over email marketing, right? Okay. Um, I, I I actually don't picture them in the same like they're not in competition with they
1: each other. They don't market. compete. Okay, I see.
2: Yeah, they're they're actually two different marketing channels, right? So SMS um, is incredible for short, punchy, go to the website, right? Mm. Short little things. You're not building a lot of community. You're not building. I see. You're not telling people a lot of stuff on on uh, on SMS. Now the SMS providers want you to. They want you to say. <laughs> yeah, to for sure. <laughs> yeah. I bet. It, They want you to send big, lengthy SMSs with pictures and all sorts of stuff. Right. That is not the way to go. Also, they don't perform as well, right? The short Mm -hmm. punchy SMSs always perform better, Um, Mm -hmm. keeping them under 160 characters because you get charged for uh, every SMS that you send out. It's it always works every single time. I inadvertently had the split test just recently because I have a new marketing manager and he wanted to test out some of these images. And I was like, go for it. But I've already tested it and I know it's not going to work. But being a a scientific sort of person, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. go for it. Test it again. And again, it performed about half as well as our normal SMSs do.
1: Wow, that's very interesting. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, the words of Amazon is so interesting. I feel that's why I like to bring people like you on the podcast. I think it helps us to definitely open our minds that there's definitely so many things we can do. Um, And and I think that's going to bring me to my last question uh, for today's episode, which is usually I like to ask, what is any other tip or, or, or learning thing that you can share with your audience, specifically uh, on building a browser of Amazon that you think we should consider at least or Amazon are watching this today?
2: Yeah, totally. So I think that the, the big tip, and I touched on this a little bit before, is start to find retail partnerships, right? Okay. Um, uh, if you are a brand that has a lot of different products, a flagship retail is for you. Right. That is when that is when brands become real brands, right, when they have actual physical locations or they partner with huge um, uh, other brands. If you're in sporting, you know, get into Dick's Sporting Goods. Right. If that's Mm -hmm. a possibility, that's how you become a real brand that is then purchasable. You know, right now we've been in this funny phase with roll ups, especially in the FBA space. Um, I know. I don't think it's always going to be like that. I don't think you're going to see yeah. those four to five X multiples anymore. Yeah, that's crazy um,
1: though. That, people are paying even sometimes seven and eight. It was crazy. I know, I know. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. And, and and now you see with the aggregators that, you know, they're struggling right now, right? Yeah, uh, they're down. Totally, <laughs> because right, yeah. it was all forward. It was all this forward looking. So my my recommendation is, is to create a business that has so many different channels Right, that if one channel goes down, right? because today, guys, if you're listening yeah. and Amazon goes down, you're done. What are you going to do? What are you going to do with all your yeah. inventory?
1: Yeah, nobody right. knows their brand outside of Amazon. That's it. Yeah.
2: Totally. And 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 now for any of you people off of Amazon, what happened in iOS 14.5 if that's all that you were doing? You're dead. Right? So one of one of the, the brands that we bought last year, we bought them right in April um, <laughs> and they were off, <laughs> off of Amazon. Um, luckily, three quarters of the business was wholesale. Right. Wow. Okay. So on the on the opposite side, that brand at the beginning of the pandemic would have been in a lot of trouble.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: Right. Yes. So diversify out your channels. It is, you know, all the smartest investors always have a portfolio approach to everything that they do. It's, a, it's just a principle I believe in. It's like the, anyone who tells me, don't just go hard on one thing. I don't believe mm-hmm. because it's no, it's actually not the way the world works. Yeah. Right. Right, right. It's spreading out—it's spreading out your risk, it's spreading out your your tolerance, it's spreading out all of those things across all the channels. That's my biggest tip and recommendation.
1: Wow, amazing tip! I think exactly the same. Um, yeah, thank you for sharing that with us, hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. So- yeah. So awesome, Jordan. Thank you very much for today. I mean, you share so many, so many things. I'm pretty sure Amazon sellers are going to sleep tonight thinking about that, which is great. And I, I think before you leave for sure, I would like to give you a few minutes so you can share how people can get in touch with you, your agency, uh, your podcast as well, how they can find it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. so Number one is, uh, guys, I would love for you to uh, have a listen to Secrets to Scaling Your E-commerce Brand. Um, I really try and bring on uh, the best and the brightest uh, in the e-commerce space, Uh, everything off of Amazon. Every once in a while, I have some Amazon people on as well. Um, But we really are trying to get those strategic and tactical um, episodes out there so people can start testing. Um, So Seekers to Scale Your E-commerce Brand, Um, I would love if you guys would have a listen there. Second place uh, that you can find me is on LinkedIn. Um, I try to respond um, to all non salesy. Um, <laughs> yeah, <messages>. no <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're going to spam, I probably won't, won't respond to you. Um, yeah. uh, but, uh, even with the, the kind of schedule that I have generally, I'll take a phone call with, with somebody for 15 minutes if, if That's you need great. a little bit of help there. So, um, that is the second place to reach out to me and then our agency. So we work with seven figure plus Uh, brands off of Amazon running all sorts of strategy. We're called Upgrowth Commerce. We have got, uh, I would say the world-class team um, that is able to create strategy and um, creative and paid ads and copywriting and building communities and building ambassador groups and all of that stuff all tied into one. We really try to act as the fractional CMO for your company. So if you guys want to go to upgrowthcommerce.com that's where we are there. and that's three. That's three. I don't think anyone can remember more than that. So <laughs> yeah. your e-commerce I'm going to make LinkedIn sure to. Request.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wow. And Thank you very much. I'm going to make sure anyway to put all the links and everything in the description so people can find you. But awesome. yeah, I appreciate it, Jordan. So hopefully I can have you in the next one. Uh, yeah, it's been nice to meet you, man. Let's give it Yeah, take,
0: you, you too. Thank you. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to The E Commerce Lab by EcomC. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.